Hi, uh, Richard here from Money Trainers. Of all the subjects I've discussed, this is perhaps going to be a fundamental, something that you need to understand, need to get a grip on, need to be very clear about. And this is money and mental health. Because whichever way we look at it, mental health and money are entwined for some strange reason. And I want to give you some some thinking tools so that you can start to consider your own relationship with money and your relationship with yourself, with your mental health, as two separate but kind of connected things. And I don't know whether I'm gonna be able to do it in this short audio, but I'm gonna have a go at it. So let's simplify this. Your emotional well-being, your mental health, is very often driven by how much money you have in the bank because we know full well that having money in the bank is freedom you know having a couple of grand having a having 20 or 50 or 100,000 pounds is is financial freedom it allows you to do all of the things you want to do yet if you speak to anybody that's got money most of them many of them are bloody miserable and the reason they're bloody miserable is because money is just an enhancer it is a mood enhancer a bit like drugs are mood enhancers if you are on a particularly good mood and you have money then it makes you feel better but if you're on a particularly bad mood money doesn't really help that much but if you're in a really bad mood with no money that's effectively the double whammy and of course with your mental health uh, you may choose to feel emotionally better, emotionally uh, more able to cope if you've got money in the bank. But it doesn't really work like that because your money isn't concerned about you. Your money doesn't worry about you. And your money it doesn't actually make any decisions on its own. It is just money. It is just a tool. It is just something that we, that we use as an exchange of value. So... This separation that needs to occur, there's the conundrum. It needs to be a separation, but it also needs to be entwined. It needs to be wrapped up together. Both of these things are important. So one of the exercises I get everyone to do at our Money Trainers workshops is this. The first issue is to think about your money and to think about what is best for your money and how your money should be working for you rather than you working for it. And I know initially that we all have to work for it. That is the way of the world. That is the way it is. But once you've started to accrue a pot of money, then you should be able to set that to work so that it actually starts to produce an income for you. It starts to work as an asset. So you need to be making very different decisions with your money if you are to get it to work for you. But back to this whole emotional thing and what goes on inside our heads. Now, if you can hear your thoughts, if you can hear what's going on inside your head, then then those thoughts are not you, because if they were you, you wouldn't be able to hear them. It's a bit like being able to taste your own tongue. You know, the reason you can't taste your own tongue is because it's part of you. But that voice isn't part of you. That's why you can hear it. That's how you get the memos from the head office, the, the, the message from God, if you like. I don't necessarily believe in God, but... Um, these these internal this internal dialogue these internal thoughts are really quite common and some people interpret them as being from God but I can assure you they they probably are not 
But hey, that's a separate question entirely. But the fact is, is that we all have our thoughts. And if you decide to act on your thoughts, if you decide to take action based on them, then very often you will find yourself acting mindlessly rather than mindfully. Purely because that's the nature of the brain. That internal voice we've all got is very often negative, very often critical, very often doesn't lead you in the direction that you want to take. But it drives you in the direction of staying safe, of being, of, uh, of avoiding trouble, keeps you alive, which is what the internal voice is, what that what those thoughts are designed to do primarily. And so in order to succeed financially, you need to be very aware of your thoughts, you need to be very aware of the direction that they lead you in, and you also need to be mindful of the fact that very often those thoughts are not accurate and they are not you. And they will certainly not lead you to do the best thing for your money and are unlikely to deliver the best thing for your own emotional well-being. And, you know, we think about these emotions. If you feel good and if you can make yourself feel good, it changes everything. It changes your outlook. It changes your future because you'll make different decisions if you're feeling good about yourself. But if you're feeling bad then of course you make different decisions, perhaps more negative decisions, perhaps more cautious decisions, neither of which are good for your money. The fact is, you know, you're not being people trafficked. You're not in a situation where your life is at risk, where um, we're being threatened by our politicians. We don't have the army on the street. We live in you know, the Western world, we're part of a democracy where actually things are incredibly safe in the scheme of things. Yeah, I don't want any comments with you saying, oh, what about this? What about? I'm not really interested. But the bottom line is, is that here in the UK, here in Europe, here in the West, we are pretty safe in terms of our overall, our overall lifestyles. And so we don't need to live constantly in fear. We don't need to be struggling to uh, work out exactly what we should be doing next what we should be doing next is what is best for ourselves and what is best for our money so i urge you over the next week or so the next month or so or to the you know the foreseeable future to start to a separate your money world from your emotional world but i also want you to start thinking differently thinking that things are possible that it is possible to change it is possible to get the movement you want it is possible for you to be able to start to accrue one or two or three or five or ten or fifteen pounds and then to set that money to work for you to get it doing something because if you can start doing this in your teens and particularly in your 20s you could get to the situation where you're in your mid-20s and actually you've accrued a lump sum of money which is life-changing that will make you feel better not having debt will make you feel better not thinking that you're not having to think that you're working for the man for every grind every every uh, every hour you put out there some of that's going off to repay debt or to pay somebody else off so having a pot of money having control of your own money is an incredibly powerful position to be in so money is not the be on end all but having some money what is it Stuart Wilde said? The trick to money is having some. I think that's the line of the day. The trick to money is having some. Because if you've got some, then 
it changes everything. It provides you with some freedom, if not the freedom that you think you should have or think you deserve. Anyway, my name is Richard Smith. I'm uh, over at moneytrainers.co.uk. You can find out a bit more about me over there. But I urge you to start to get your head around some of this stuff, to start to think differently and start to do things differently. And also to compartmentalise your thinking so that your money decisions are made about your money and your emotional decisions are made about you. Thanks very much for listening and have a fantastic day.